18-month results for Gather One look promising, but another pivotal study is still in the works. What else needs to happen for Zymora to become the first FDA-approved therapy for geographic atrophy? I'm Rebecca Hepp, that's Scott Criswanos, and this is New Retina Radio from Retina Today and Bryn Mawr Communications. New Retina Radio spoke with Dr. Viral Sheff about what he shared regarding the Gather One study at this year's Arbo meeting. We also spoke with Dr. Matthew Starr about his research on the development of CME following regmatogenous retinal detachment surgery. Could his findings help surgeons better understand the risk factors for complications after surgery? Stay tuned for both interviews. dry AMD treatment pipeline is packed, and some drugs are closer to completing their pivotal trials than others. One of those drugs is avacincaptad pegel, or Zymora, which we'll be calling it going forward because that molecule is a mouthful. Zymora was evaluated in GATHER1, which is a phase 2b3 study. At this year's ARVO meeting, Dr. Viral Sheth reviewed the structure and results of GATHER1 and is here to tell us about them. Dr. Sheth is a partner and the Director of Clinical Trials at University Retina in Chicago. Dr. Sheth, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Zamora addresses the complement pathway at C5, which is further downstream in the complement cascade than some of the other drug candidates in the pipeline. What are the advantages to targeting C5? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think it's important to note uh, that C5 is the most terminal part of the complement pathway. And so inhibiting at that level allows for the preservation of the majority of the complement pathway, right? We know that the complement pathway itself has value uh, and important features to it. And so we don't want to block the entire pathway. So blocking it at C5 uh, blocks it late enough uh, to have the effect that we want without having uh, potential downside effects. Let's take a look at GATHER1. What do our listeners need to know about the study design? Yeah, as you mentioned, GATHER1 is a phase 2b3 study uh, that we tested Zamora versus Sham to reduce the rate of growth of geographic atrophy. Uh, there were three different doses that we used, Zamora, one milligram, two milligram, and four milligram, all versus the, the Sham. And um, the primary endpoint that we looked at was the change in geographic atrophy from baseline to month 12. And most importantly, the study was designed in line with the FDA guidance on registration studies, including the pre-specified statistical plan. What was your reasoning for using square root transformation of GA lesion area from baseline? Yeah, that's a good question. And there's a lot of good papers on this, um, especially from natural history studies of GA, where we know that a number of factors can impact the growth rate of geographic atrophy, including baseline size, location, you know, for example, if it's an extrafoveal lesion versus a foveal lesion. So using square root transformation negates the impact of these factors on the growth rate. Can you tell us what you found at 18 months? Yeah, what we saw at 18 months uh, was, was pretty exciting because it, it was in line with what we saw at 12 months, but, but even more so. And what I mean by that is, you know, as we went on in the study, we saw that that gap between Zamora and the sham treated group increased. Uh, so in the t- two milligram Zamora group, we saw that the square root GA lesion area was 28% less than the sham group. And in the four milligram group, we saw that there was a 30% less uh, difference than, than the sham group. And so that, that's pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Have you seen any toleration issues that you need to worry about? Good question. The, the drug was generally well tolerated at 18 months. There were no drug-related SAEs, inflammation, or endophthalmitis. Uh, the new-onset CNV was observed at a higher rate in the Zamura groups uh, than the sham group. 
That's all encouraging news. What's next for Zamora? Right now, uh, there's a confirmatory GATHER2 study, which is enrolling patients, which is a phase three study. That's going to look at two milligrams versus the sham group. It's enrolling now, and that enrollment will likely close in the third quarter of this year. Dr. Sheth, thanks for filling in our listeners and educating your peers. Thanks. Thanks to you both. Ophthalmologists are experienced in observing cystoid macular edema after cataract surgery, which is sometimes linked with risk factors such as epiretinal membrane, history of retinal detachment, and diabetic retinopathy. But the presence of CME after surgery for regmatogenous retinal detachment is not as well understood. Hoping to contribute to our understanding of this phenomenon is research recently presented at ARVO by Dr. Matt Starr. Dr. Starr is finishing his second year as a retina fellow at Will's Eye Hospital in Philadelphia, and he will be joining the faculty at Mayo Clinic in July. Dr. Starr, thanks for coming on the show and sharing your research. Oh, thanks, Scott and Rebecca. I really appreciate BMC and Retina today for allowing me to kind of talk with you all here about uh, this really nice study we did here at Wills. Let's start at the top. Do we fully understand the etiology of CME after regmatogenous retinal detachment surgery? Um, not, not entirely. Uh, there's a couple uh, etiologies. Some people or some studies and, and, and researchers have proposed that direct damage, uh, cell apoptosis, iatrogenic damage during surgery. Uh, but the leading hypothesis is post-surgical inflammation just from uh, having the surgery itself leads to uh, some vasodilatation and uh, vascular leakage leading to cystic macular edema. And this isn't really well reported in modern ventral retinal surgery. Uh, a lot of studies are from the 1980s, 1990s. Um, and we wanted to see if there's any uh, new risk factors or what is the prevalence in the era of modern day surgery. All right. Why don't you explain the study to us? So this study was a, a subset study of the um, pro database, something that uh, Dr. Ed Ryan in Minnesota put together with six, in, six centers across the country, um, you know, the primary retinal detachment outcomes database. And in this you know, subset analysis, we looked at eyes that had uh, incisional uh, surgery, so that being skull buckles, uh, straight vitrectomies, or combination vit buckles for the repair of primary regmatogenous detachments. We didn't look at eyes that had complex detachments, uh, tractional detachments, exudative detachments, um, infection-related, just primary regmatogenous retinal detachments, and then looked at the number of eyes that had um, an OCT postoperatively and whether or not these eyes developed CME at any time point following uh, their retinal detachment surgery. And what were your findings from the study? So we analyzed almost 1,500 eyes, um, all of which had a postoperative OCT following the retinal detachment surgery. Um, the demographics fit your typical retinal, you know, regmatogenous retinal detachment <clears throat> cohort study with the mean age being approximately 60 uh, years old and nearly 40% of the patients were female. Um, of our uh, cohort, nearly 60% were phacic. And of these eyes, uh, nearly half of them underwent cataract surgery during the study period. And we did find that you know, all eyes saw a significant improvement uh, in vision following surgery from approximately 2,250 to 2,050. Among the nearly 1,500 eyes that fit your criteria, how many developed CME after their surgery? So among all eyes, uh, we found a nearly 10%, so 9.6 or 140 eyes uh, developed uh, CME following primary regmatogenous retinal det- det- detachment surgery. Um, when you looked at only uh, the fake eyes, there were 76 or 9.0% that developed cystoid macular edema. And then in the pseudophake cohort, again, uh, a similar number of uh, approximately uh, 10% uh, developed cystoid macular edema. 
Now, regardless of phagic status, do you have any numbers on the rate of successful reattachment after a single surgery? You know, just looking at all, all eyes, um, approximately 83% um, had a single surgery success rate, meaning that they only required one surgery for retinal detachment repair. Did you find any risk factors associated with development of CME? Yeah, so this was the you know, big goal of the study. A lot of uh, statistical analysis was done for this part. Uh, we had a great uh, you know, resident, Louis Kai, who helped us uh, do a lot of this uh, heavy stats uh, for this paper. And so we did univariate regression analysis and then, again, multivariate regression analysis for over 70 um, metrics. So we looked at a lot of different factors. And when you kind of paired everything down in a multivariate regression analysis, the biggest risk factors for all eyes uh, was subsequent cataract surgery or uh, recurrent retinal detachment, meaning they required more than one uh, surgery for their to fix a retinal detachment. Age was also a, a pretty big predictor. Uh, older eyes tended to be more prone to develop uh, cystoid macular edema following retinal detachment surgery. But when you looked at eyes that only had one surgery to fix a retinal detachment, pre, the presence of preoperative uh, PVR um, and subsequent cataract surgery were the biggest risk factors. And interestingly, compared to you know, previous studies, uh, we didn't find uh, uh, other risk factors such as postoperative ERM, uh, high myopia, or time to surgery uh, were not predictors for the CME formation following retinal detachment surgery. Dr. Starr, congrats on a great piece of research, and thanks for speaking with us. Uh, I really appreciate the time to talk with you all today. It was, it was great to kind of share some of the, some, some of the highlights of the study. Thanks for joining us on this episode of New Retina Radio. We hope you liked our Arvo coverage. Rate and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And if you haven't subscribed yet, do so. We promise that the content is useful. We have one more episode of Arvo coverage for this year. Until then, everyone.